Hi, welcome to Carbon Design's MindShift podcast. I'm Scott Gellum and I'll be your host today. We'll explore new ways of thinking, new technologies, and new insights to help drive business performance. So let's get started. Hi, welcome to MindShift. Today's guest is Patrick Keogh from uh, Coalfire. Patrick is the CMO. Welcome, Patrick. Thank you. Great to be here. So, Patrick, the goal of MindShift is really to put topics on the calendar, or at least in the minds of sales and marketing executives, some things that they probably haven't considered or may not consider or undervalue. And, and today's topic is one of those things. So if I'm a CMO and I've got so much on my plate right now, I've got people, I've got remote teams, I got to worry about how I'm uh, enabling them. I may have had to go through a round of layoffs given what's going on with the economy. I've got new messaging developed in light of COVID and with diversity and inclusion. So I've got a lot on my plate right now. Why should I be thinking about or why should CMOs consider thinking about cybersecurity at this point? Yeah. So it, it absolutely is essential <laughs> would be my highline, highline uh, response to that. Um, you know, it's hard to believe, but cybercrime reports have quadrupled during COVID. So that's from the FBI and uh, at Coal Fire, we've seen kind of a similar response. So the attacks are running rampant um, and just just crazy that that's the case. But you know, now more than ever, CMOs really need to be focused on on cybercrime. Um, you know, most of us are managing customer data. Yeah, we're managing technology, including websites, CRM systems, and we're managing the brand, right? And kind of rebuilding a brand uh, and getting goodwill after a breach is a key focus area for many CMOs that go through the go through a breach. So that absolutely needs to be kind of front and center for, for CMOs these, these days. If you're not thinking about security as a business issue, you're not really thinking about it properly from my perspective. I think, you know, cyber is not an IT issue. It's really a, a business issue. And it's one that marketing absolutely needs to pay attention to. Interestingly, there was a RSA study that was done um, of CMOs, and it found that 19% of cyber incidents were actually caused by marketing infrastructure or marketing okay. functionality, and about 45% were attributable to IT. Wow. So you certainly don't want to be in front of the board having a conversation around vulnerabilities that you didn't know about in marketing yeah. or risk that you didn't know, you know around your marketing uh, activities. So you've got to be on top of it. You've got to be prepared for a breach. You've got to be on top of what what's vulnerable and what's not in your in your part of the world. Yeah, yeah, and I imagine given the amount of technology that marketers now own the budget for, that this is something that could easily make their, its way back to the marketing suite. So before we go even further, tell us a little bit about Coal Fire and how you guys play in the space. Sure. So um, we are a cybersecurity advisor that provides insights to help our clients, you know, reduce their cyber risk, simplify compliance and essentially keep their business secure. Uh, we deliver expert advice around cybersecurity. We do assessments, technical testing, and we provide cyber engineering services. So Cofire has been in the cyber market for the last 20 years. Cyber is all we do, and we, we are kind of specialists in this space. Okay. So as a CMO, I've got all, you know, you just made a really powerful argument for me that I should pay attention to this stuff. So what should I be doing? If I'm not thinking about it currently, give me some thoughts on what I should put on my plate and especially 
get some priorities going on inside the organization, or at least having some conversations with IT people. So what, what should I be thinking about? Yeah. I mean, first and foremost, I would say if you're not already at the table in the cybersecurity conversation that your organization is having, you need to get there and you need to make sure that the marketing voice and you know the voice of the customer, if you will, is heard and kind of the uh, aspects of protecting the customer information is factored in appropriately within the overall security posture. So, you know, use your cybersecurity organization to assess your vendors would be one suggestion I would make. Uh, Make it clear to your vendors that cybersecurity and data protection is absolutely critical to your organization. Most organizations or most of, um, you know, most companies have a formal third-party risk management program that is being run by a security organization, you know, within your firm. And just ensure that the agencies that you work with, either creative agencies, data service providers, are included within that third-party risk management assessment work that your your company should be doing. I'd also suggest that you just ensure, you know, every CMO should ensure that there's an incident response plan that exists in your company and um, participate and drive what are called tabletop exercises, which are basically simulations when a breach happens. um, How do you respond? And really be clear, among other things, on when there's a breach, you know, how will you communicate? When will you communicate? And how will you communicate with the legal department, which will play a key role when there is a breach, as well as the rest of the management team? So being super smart and prepared for an incident is critical. And, uh, you know, it's not a matter of when you're going to be breached. It, it's, um, or if rather, it's a matter of when. Yeah. So just, just be prepared. I, I'd also suggest that CMOs need to really worry about and be sensitive to social engineering. So, you know, many of us are operating in new environments, you know, remote working. Right. Yeah. And um, as both consumers and as business you know, professionals, we need to kind of weed out what's real and not real in terms of um, kind of emails coming in, social posts right. that your employees might be engaging in. So, you know, the unfortunate thing is kind of tied to the higher um, attack rate that I mentioned earlier, booths are up. You know, there have been a ton of NIH and Johns Hopkins fake applications out there, mobile apps that are kind of attacking people and kind of introducing malware into environments. There's corrupt um, websites, a lot of unemployment fraud that's happening in the market today. And it's interesting, we do a vulnerability risk report every year as part of the part of Coal Fire's research. And phishing year after year is one of the top areas that people are vulnerable to. And uh, even though there's education, it yeah. still remains kind of the, the biggest kind of door that hackers are using to get into organizations. So just critical that as a CMO, you are on top of all the social engineering techniques that are out there. You've trained your organization and you're, you know, you're, you're not vulnerable to a lot of the social engineering stuff that's happening you know, today. I think the other thing is that's interesting kind of more from a geopolitical perspective is that, you know, we have a massive trade war going on with China. Yep. They are keen to get our IP, whether it's about our microchips or our our applications, you know, our data, whatever the case may be. And they're aggressively attacking, you know, the U.S. and U.S. corporations and just, you know, be hypervigilant around the social engineering that they may may be doing as, as well. Yeah. 
Well, you, you mentioned a couple of things that were actually very interesting. One is as a creative agency, I don't know that I notice in RFP requests or even in MSA documents, a request for our security practices and policies. I, I don't know that I have seen that yet. So that's kind of new news for me and yeah. uh, something that we'll have to consider. The other thing is that, again, you know, being outside of the organizations, I've seen a lot of marketers be creative in being able to put up things in the digital space that IT doesn't always know about because of the need for speed. So yeah. uh, what, how would you recommend that that conversation happen with IT? <laughs> <laughs> yes. I mean, it, it's, a, it's a great point. And, you know, as a CMO, you really need to be accountable for security in your operations. And in reality, in, in most larger companies, the security team is ultimately going to be responsible for security, but, but you need to feel accountability for all the capabilities kind of within, within the marketing domain. And so, you know, a CMO needs to be smart and ask the right questions about what types of security practices are being adhered to within the company and just be smart to make sure that, you know, the IT department is doing the right things kind of from a business, business perspective. So every CMO should take accountability for the security of the, the MarTech stack, you know, ensure that the most critical assets within marketing are, are secure. And to your point around um, kind of shadow IT, <laughs> you know, I, it, it definitely exists. Um, I've seen some, some studies recently that show that over 75% of CMOs will report that they either occasionally have shadow IT or to a great degree, they, they have some form of shadow IT. So certainly if you're in, in that 75% of the population that has some type of shadow IT in your organization, absolutely imperative to let IT know about it, make yeah. sure that the controls and the processes that uh, your security group is using include everything in your domain. Because again, when that breach happens, you don't want to be the one going in front of the board to explain that this was something that you kind of put up on the side without kind of corporate policy and controls kind of governing it. So right. it's, it's right. a key thing to, to think about. So we all work in an environment now where we have remote teams, you have remote teams, what kind of advice or kind of practices did you put in place for your remote workers in terms of their access into tools and, and how do you keep remote workers safe? Yeah, it, it's, it's really critical. I think Part of it is just making sure that you have the right controls into your corporate infrastructure. Yeah. So um, having uh, multi-factor authentication, extra controls to ensure that you are who you are and only the right people are kind of getting in is absolutely critical. And also thinking through, um, you know, just basic things like password policy and making sure that we have, you know, robust password policies for applications that the remote workers are going to kind of tie into. It's another key thing. And, and also just ensuring that the networks that the remote employees are connecting in are, are secure. So um, virtual private networks are, are the key. You don't want yeah. people going into your databases that have customer information or private information on your employees um, you know, through public Wi-Fi networks, you know, those are, those are kind of rife with vulnerabilities. And so kind of putting in just some of the basics um, is really, really important to make sure that remote working is, uh, is kind of, is secure. 
Yeah. So those are kind of obvious things. How do you, how do I identify maybe security gaps that I haven't thought about? Yeah, I think one of the things from a, a CMO perspective is just really thinking through what are the things that are in your domain that you can you can 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 and should focus on. So, you know, we all have a content management system that um, is used within within marketing organizations and infrastructure that supports the website. So a CMO should be focused on the security features of that platform. Yeah. Right. And regularly updating them with the necessary security plugins and, you know, staying current, you know, use strong platforms on those, on those applications, you know, don't use public Wi-Fi, as I said, and assess your vendors, right? I mean, make sure that whoever you're using is, is secure. Yeah. Yeah. Another key thing to think about is just email marketing and, um, you know, it's still a tactic that uh, most of us are using to some degree. And I wouldn't assume that Office 365 or the other kind of basic basic email packages have a robust security um, set of functionality in them. So, you know, we have a email security gateway that we use here at Goldfire and we recommend a to our customers to use. And it's something that can identify spam. It can identify malware. Um, it helps ensure that the links that come in through emails are safe. Yeah. And it also typically will have data loss protect, protection scans. So making sure that if there's social security numbers going out or there's credit card information, it will typically flag those types of things. And then finally, you know, you want to look for something that makes sure that your um, emails are encrypted. Okay. So very basic stuff, but if you're not, if you don't have some type of an email security gateway, um, you probably are are fairly exposed in that regard. Yeah. Okay. Speaking of security, I was trying to open up the uh, the slide that you sent to me uh, to share, and uh, I am being denied because I actually uh, updated my privacy setting, so I cannot <laughs> share that. <laughs> So. I'm not to be. I'm not to be trusted. Is that the case? <laughs> well, you scared the heck out of me, and now I can't get anything to open up. <laughs> All right. So um, this is kind of the downside that we've been talking about, especially if there's a breach, and and we're trying to warn against any of the downside. But is there an upside in this? It, should we use this for marketing uh, purposes? Should we yeah. be promoting the practices that we have as, as something you know that we can use in our sales and marketing presentations? Is there no, as a way to spin on it? Absolutely. And I think uh, there's a real kind of silver lining in all of this. I think, mm-hmm. um, you know, the organizations that are on top of cybersecurity absolutely are missing the boat if they're not proactively marketing what they're doing. It is a huge business opportunity. Most organizations that are selling type of some type of service or um, whether it be data-based or an application-based service, one of the top things that organizations are looking for is security, right? Yeah. And so if you're not proactive in, in marketing what you're doing from a cyber perspective, you're really missing the boat. So, you know, we work a lot of organizations just given the nature of the work that we do at Coal Fire to tell their, their cybersecurity story. You know, it's always best to have a third party evangelize what you're doing as opposed to kind of marketing it yourself. Yeah. So I would encourage, you know, all CMOs to think about who is your security partner and how might they help you tell the story just as a way to build credibility in, in terms That's of the message. Yeah. 
But a couple of best practices that we see organizations using, um, one is to enable your sellers. So, you know, at the top of the funnel, you know, a new opportunity, leading organizations will provide their sellers with like a one-page overview that says, here's all the certifications that we have, here's our approach to cybersecurity, here's our privacy policy, and just a very simple thing that can be proactively shared in an initial dialogue that just talks about the proactive posture that you're taking around cybersecurity. It goes a long way to kind of saving discussions with a sales rep who wants to be focusing on the features and the value proposition of what's being sold yep. and not kind of tied into security. So, you know, we see organizations kind of putting it up front very early in the sales process and, you know, showcasing all the things that you've done from a cyber perspective. We, we also see organizations that are using um, just broad kind of market awareness of, of the company's cyber posture. Yeah. So, you know, you can consider putting certifications on your website or seals on your website okay. for the security certs that, that you have. So as an example, PCI is a common framework if you're dealing with credit card data. Um, you know, mark it on your site that you're PCI certified as an example, right? Let everyone know that that you're, you're, you're taking the right steps. Um, the other thing to think about is if your company has a privacy policy, you know, don't be shy about that. Get that out on your website as well. I think that's another best practice that we see. And then, you know, typically further down in the sales cycle, um, it's good to have white papers and possibly even webinars that talk specifically about your approach to cybersecurity and kind of how how you can um, kind of validate it essentially. So, you know, particularly if you have, again, an application and you want to market how secure it is, GoFire as a service will actually go in and kind of validate the security controls and talk about how robust they are. And, you know, organizations will use that report and that material either in the form of a webinar or a kind of a detailed white paper to share with people who are kind of very serious about your product or or service and kind of push that out. So that's another thing to think about. And it's very kind of effective and compelling um, at the bottom of the funnel. And the other thing I would say is, you know, for, again, for managed services or for products or services that are really key to have a, a strong security posture, typically buyers will want to see the certifications that you have and detailed information about your controls and what you have in place. So there are a number of exchanges out there. So CyberGRX would be one example that you can kind of put all your information into this exchange and then just point any of your prospective buyers to that exchange as opposed to having to, you know, share back and forth, you know, a whole your ISO certification documentation. Right. Uh, certification documentation. And those are just two of many different certifications that people, a lot of people have to worry about if they're offering services. So, you know, be smart and look, look into those exchanges so you can be more efficient in how you share that information. Yeah. So different, uh, and that's great information and really good tips to really make your life a little bit easier as well. Different geographic areas have different standards and and as it relates to privacy and, and security measures. If you're a U.S.-based company, I mean, should you be looking at the European standards, even if you only do 
business in the U.S.? I mean, should you be designing or thinking about a European standard versus just whatever meets the the minimum in the U.S.? Yeah, I mean, the, the reality is the common, uh, most I'll say ubiquitous standard these days is GDPR, which is a right. European-based standard for, for privacy. There are also privacy standards um, at the state level, California kind of leading the charge in that regard with their own kind of privacy standards. So, I mean, ultimately, um, again, it depends on your business model, but if you're in a um, technology or service-based business, odds are you are going to be multinational and really need to kind of adhere to GDPR and, uh, and other, other kind of global standards. I mean, if it truly... If you've got just a very localized business, I, I would say maybe not so critical, but I think most organizations that are in the tech or services space and have a global remit, you know, you've, you've got to have a global view on this. And so, yeah. you know, certainly, you know, large global organizations like an AWS, as an example, will have over 50 to 60 different certifications that they need to worry about. Yeah. And those include, you know, things in Singapore, Europe, and, and, and other local markets. So you really, I think you really do need to take a global view. So kind of a final question here. As a CMO, how often should I be looking at our practices? How often should I be reviewing where the gaps might be, uh, looking at our vendors that we're using? How often should we be updating this? Yeah, I mean, I think if you haven't, if your organization hasn't gone through a formal cybersecurity strategy, you should be an advocate and drive to make sure that happens. So that strategy should include identifying the key digital assets that you have within your organization. It should include thinking about what are the potential risks of each of those assets that you have and kind of evaluating for each one, kind of what's the business importance of this and what's the you know potential vulnerabilities that exist in this asset today? Yeah, and you know have a clear view of kind of what is kind of commonly referred in the security market as the crown jewels. What are the most critical things that are in, are in the business? And then you know prioritize the crown jewels that are most vulnerable in in, in your business, and then ultimately come up with a multi year plan to kind of address those. So with that as a foundation, I would say you want to make sure that your board is updated at least once a year okay. around your cybersecurity um, strategy yeah. and what controls you're putting in place and how you're making progress. There's some pretty sophisticated kind of cyber risk quantification methodologies that are out there today. You may want to think about um, leveraging one of those and kind of showing progress over time vis-a-vis a, a risk score, but certainly kind of revisiting the cyber approach on a annual basis to, to coincide with budgeting is, I think, yeah. really, really important. And I think it's probably something that you want to look at um, on a quarterly basis if you're a CMO, just to understand, do we have any new infrastructure? Has it been kind of addressed appropriately? Yeah. And just to kind of relook re at your policies, even if it's just a kind of a quick review. So um, I know certainly in, in our business, you know, we're bringing in new agencies on a regular basis, lots of new data sources as we kind of pivot to a more digital marketing based model, lots of changes happening. Um, and so whenever a significant change happens, you know, it's time to step back and yeah. uh, rethink it. Okay, great. Well, we appreciate your time today. 
and the information that you shared, very valuable. And, and I don't think there's a lot of information out there that I've seen on the topic, especially as it relates to what's going on in the world today. I know there's some things that have been done in the past, but given everything that's happening in the world right now, I think sometimes that, you know, this might get dropped to the bottom of the list. And it's incredibly important, as you stated right from the very beginning, um, you know, this is a great time for cyber attacks that occur because people are so distracted with so many other things. Yeah. 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 My pleasure. And uh, certainly if, if you're not already all over this as a CMO, <laughs> it's, <laughs> it, it's time to be. Um, it, it really is a um, kind of mission critical focus area for every, every CMO and uh, lot, lots to be, lots to be done. Thanks again, Patrick. Have a great weekend. Great. My pleasure. Thanks, Scott.